What if I told you there was a certain part of the day that if you just got a hold of it, you could have less stress, higher productivity, higher motivation, um, better mindset, clarity, spiritual connection with the less dependent with Ayada, and overall physical health? Well, there is a time of that day, and it's the morning. And let me tell you, it will change your life. Thank you for joining us here on the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast, the place where we're helping women continuously grow and thrive and reach um, higher levels of themselves while still holding on to their Islamic identity. So today I'm really excited because I did this a long time ago. I probably did about a year and a half ago where a lot of you had asked me, what is my routine? What's my routine? For some reason as women, we just love to hear other women's routines, (laughs) even though it might not fit our particular lives. But I want to tell you this. If you are a mom who noticed that since you are a mom, you cannot do anything for yourself, you don't have any time for yourself, even using the bathroom alone seems to be something that is no longer private, and I totally get that. Um, As you guys know, I'm a a licensed educator. I have five kids, so I'm here. I'm homeschooling my kids. I'm also teaching and educating women online and doing speaking engagements and running courses and consultations. I'm doing all that, helping to raise my kids, right? And now I also have grandchildren, so I'm doing that. And then on top of that, I'm doing like tons of community work. so, and I'm a wife and a mother, right? I'm a wife as well. Can't leave that out. <laughs> so alhamdulillah, like how do we get it all done? So there's a secret. Now, whether you're not a mom, if you're just young and you're in university and you're just noticing that you're not as productive, you just need to do this, need to do that. I got you covered. So today I'm going to open up one of the most private times of my day the morning. And I'm going to go through exactly step-by-step what I do every morning to prime myself for the rest of the day. And because of this small amount of time I'm about to share with you and exactly what I do step-by-step, you're going to be able to be having less stress, less overwhelm, um, higher higher success in terms of productivity if you don't feel that productive. And your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not only be secure, but it will blossom day after day inshallah bismillah ta'ala. So I'm going to share that with you today. Let's get straight into my morning routine. Now, before I do say that, I will just want to give one shout out to Carolyn. Carolyn has been the person who is the winner of our emotional emotions challenge on Thrive Muslima. I've been wanting to give her a shout out and I just felt like I didn't do it justice. So congratulations, Carolyn. You are our huge winner. Carolyn got a secret $300 prize. If you guys don't already know on our Thrive Muslima community, we have a tight community of women. And I just want to say this, we have Facebook groups, we have Instagram, we have all that fun stuff. If everybody wants to do Snapchat, whatever, relationships are not deep there right? And that's what we're craving as women. So I created Thrive as a global village where women can actually have real relationships, get real support, and have access to real um, professional Muslim women. And obviously, I do consultations and everything there. Once you're inside for free, I do a ton of stuff for free, workshops, challenges, so forth. So I just want to say, Carolyn was our big winner. And I just want to say how incredibly proud I am of her for the work that she did within her emotions challenge and all of the women in Thrive Muslima. It was so hard to choose the winner. It, it's just incredible work that these women are doing. And, and the more impressive thing is how supportive they are to one another. Just cheering each other on. When do you see Muslim women doing that these days? You don't. And that's why I just want to say and acknowledge and take a moment for those women and just say how incredibly impressed. We don't talk about the good that's happening in the community. These women are doing a lot of good. So if you're one of those women, like one of those women involved in the challenge, you know, tabarakallah. 
May Allah reward you and increase you in this life and the next. And if you're not already part, guys can always be a part. I'll leave the link below in the comments. Don't feel alone and you don't have to go through things where you feel like you're not supported. The support is there online. All right, so today with the... Um, schedule i'm going to explain to you step by step i'm considering even making a youtube video just to show you physically because i've updated since my last one now one thing i'm going to tell you is what you're about to hear is i do i incorporate my health my mental health my physical health my spiritual health and my relationship health because i have to deal with you know we have our relationship between ourself and allah ourself and then it extends to the people outside of us right other people in community unless you've connected with yourself and allah every day we have to recenter every day and reset ourselves every day it's really hard to give the best of yourself to people because we often feel like we're giving and doing all day but not at the full capacity and then we even leave ourselves last so what we actually have to do is flip the script right put a lot in ourselves first in order to serve the rest of humanity, which might just be our kids, might just be our husband, might be, you know, doing da'wah or whatever we're doing. But the point is we have to acknowledge that and reset every day. So let me tell you how I do that step-by-step. Step. So bismillah. So the first thing I want to say is my husband is part of this process. My husband and I are like power partners. Um, and I mean this in a real way. And this is something really important. If you're not married yet, try to put this in your mind. And if you're already married, think about this. If you have somebody looking out for you every morning to pray qiyam, and to pray fajr and things like that, that is so much better than you just like everybody doing their own thing. So what happens is uh, my husband and I made an agreement. We pray some qiyam in the night and then we wake up before fajr and we pray like two rakat together and we pray fajr. And so alhamdulillah, um, and we pray them in together, together, like at the same time. I know a lot of people have this thing in like going into separate houses, excuse me, separate rooms in the house. But when you pray together in your house with your family, it is such a different vibe. Some people do that and they like break out the big, you know, prayer mats only in, in uh, Ramadan. But that's, that's not it, guys. That's like not what Ramadan was meant for. So alhamdulillah, what we try to do with the kids and ourselves is many of the habits we have built in Ramadan, we carry them over for the rest of the year. So what you're hearing is my regular schedule, not my Ramadan schedule i have put up a ramadan schedule in ramadan so that was just for ramadan but this is what you're going to notice are some striking similarities so when i want to build a habit let's say you're not reading quran and you want to or you're not you know being as healthy and you want to i add them one by one so don't overwhelm yourself most people when they put a lot of stuff on their plate they end up doing it for a couple days and falling off you might know what i'm talking about so what i do is year after year i refine and refine and refine so in all honesty this is years of refinement it doesn't have to be that hard for you my point is even if by the end of this podcast you can just pick one or two of these things that you could make morning rituals for yourself in terms of daily occurrence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the consistent deeds. So the things we're doing is we're going to make an intention that I'm going to have this morning routine because I want to serve Allah in the way he deserves to be served. I want to be the best person I can be, best Muslim, and I want to serve the rest of humanity the way we're supposed to be and give everybody their rights. This is the intention I made. And then I went there forth and Allah made everything easy. See, when you make the good intention and for the right reasons and you follow through, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does things on our schedule we didn't think were possible. So let me tell you how it goes. So my husband and I are partners, and the reason I said it is because the first part of my morning schedule involves him. Even though we have different schedules and he goes to work at a different time than you know what I'm doing in the house, what I'm trying to tell you is um, we make the ibadah part of our day something that we're doing together. So for example, my husband and I, we wake up uh, each other 
to pray the two rakah before uh, Fajr. If we can do more, we will. It depends. Uh, sometimes we'll do four. But I'm just telling you consistently day in and day out, we have these practices where we're praying before Fajr. And then um, we actually pray Fajr, you know, together. Alhamdulillah. If my husband's not there, either way, or he has to go to work earlier or something, we still are like, hey, you know, wake each other up. Because, you know, it's it's real life. Sometimes your alarm was on silent. Sometimes you put PM instead of AM. Like we've all done these things. And so when you have someone else to look out for you, it's just so beautiful. And you're getting the reward with helping your spouse to wake up. Alhamdulillah. All right. So we do that. And then I have the morning athkar that I make. And, you know, some people ask me where do I get the athkar from or where do I, you know, I mean, if you just even go to simple books like Fortress of the Muslim, these are publications. They're very um, public. You can even just Google Mashari Al-Fasi um, morning athkar and you can say them along with him if you don't know how. These days they have transliterations right in front of you. Um, on these apps like um, Muslim Pro and things like that, you can just, they're all there. You just go to the morning Ethcar section. So what I did to make sure I did it regularly was I went in and I took a photo and then I like favorited the photos so that they stayed on my phone. So they opened them up or I just put them on my notes and I opened them up like somewhere where you just like easy because what I want to teach people is um, there's, I'm going to do more about this with habits. Um, when you, there's a, there's a, a rule of thumb. When you make something difficult, it's less likely you're going to do it. When I say difficult means you create friction. So if I make it where every morning I want to do Ethkar, but every day I'm searching for the paper for Ethkar, or I can't find the book, I didn't put it in a good place, we are creating friction. So sometimes for us to get better as people, we have to sit there and, and deduce like, okay, where are the points of friction in my life? And then where can I make less friction where I can make it easier? And I have a, a system for that too. So I'll tell you in a second. So anyway, so I have everything there and ready. I have my prayer mat easily accessible. I have my, my outfit to pray easily accessible, hanging in particular places and putting them back there every day. If you have to like rummage through your clothes to like get a sweater on in the morning and then get a hijab and this and that, less likely you're going to pray Fisher because that sounds like a lot of effort. So I always tell women to try to get those things together um, before. Then inshallah ta'ala, my husband, he does go off to work. But then that's me time. That is so me time. But when I say me time, I'm not doing like cheesy things where I'm just like girls time and I'm taking care of myself. No, this is where I'm priming myself for everything that will come. And believe me, a lot comes within my day. So this is where I have my beauty time. So I'm going to tell you guys what I do for beauty for years. I'm very, very natural beauty type of a person uh, because your skin is the biggest organ of your body. And so if you're putting horrible chemicals in it, that is really a big deal. Same thing with your hair and things like that and your scalp. So I have always used natural products and I'm going to tell you two that I use. One is very cheap and one is not so cheap. Um, I'll tell you the not so cheap one first. I used to um, use this company when they first came out. It's called Folane, F-O-L-L-A-I-N. It's a vegan company and actually their products, I don't know, they use all natural oils and serums and things and it's just so good. And it used to be a lot cheaper. I think their prices have gotten a bit more now, but they are worth it. I do not spend money on things. I'm extremely frugal, but this I would invest in only because it is really good quality. I have no sponsorship with them. If they really want to sponsor me, more than welcome. But alhamdulillah, like really, really their products are amazing and I've used them and I can feel the difference, especially in their eye creams and their hydrating serums and their soaps and face washes and everything, alhamdulillah. Now, if you don't have the money for that, I want to tell you the cheap and yet 
I would say equally good route. It's not like the only thing I use this for is for cleansing. It's not for like hydrating or, or lotions and stuff like that. So that is the other thing. Folene is a complete line where they have all these items. But I will tell you something. If you are struggling with like having like not having clear skin or acne issues or um, if you're a woman who has like what do you call that when you have um, like uh, scarring and stuff like that in your face. Let me tell you the age old secret. African black soap. And it's not just any African black soap. I'm going to have to try to find it and link it below. But I mean, you have to find my point is like the natural, natural ones. A lot of times these days, you know, these companies, they find out people like, like argon oil. And believe me, I've been to Morocco. Um, a lot of that argon oil stuff you see in those shampoos and like, like I don't want to say any names particularly, um, but they're not real. They're not really like argon oil. Even when you go to Morocco, okay, there's so much like pillars and stuff. You have to know the right place to go. I just happen to know Moroccans, alhamdulillah. But the thing is, at the end of the day, um, you know, you have to just, you know, take care. So I went to like one of those beauty spots in like an African neighborhood and I got the natural like five bucks for a bar of soap that you lather. You could like lather for like months with this stuff. Like it, I just, they take off a small little piece. It's very soft and I just lather forever. I tried to go on Amazon and find the same exact one that I used. There's one from Ghana in particular that I used. It's really, really good. Anyway, um, that is what I use to cleanse my face. Clears up your skin gives you a glow. It's just incredible. I, I just wouldn't even say to use anything else. I know sometimes like the simple stuff is actually the best. So anyway, that's all I'm doing. I'm doing that. I'm brushing my teeth. Very, very simple. And sometimes I'm, I'm using like um, jojoba oil or something like that just to like hydrate, you know, or my hair or my face or something. And that's it. I'm good to go. Then I go inside and this is the magical time. Oh, you know what I forgot to tell you guys? One thing. So right before I do that, when I'm already on the floor for Fedger, and I'm already um, basically, you know, um, doing the car and all that, there's a cue that I use. So what you're going to notice in my morning routines is when I do one thing, it's going to cue me to do something else. So let me tell you why. So a long time ago, my schedule used to be to only do what I just told you. But then I noticed I was getting a lot of stress. I do a lot during the day, guys. I have five kids. I'm running courses. I'm running workshops. I'm consult doing consultations. I'm doing speaking engagements. Um, I'm going to repeat again. I have five kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I have grandkids. I want. I have to cook and clean and take care of myself and do my ibadah on top of everything else. And so I noticed that I was getting tension in my muscles. Not because I wasn't emotionally handling that well, but because it just becomes a lot. You know, alhamdulillah. So what happens is um, I noticed that I was okay to manage the day, but I was getting pains in my muscles and things because of the stress that would come with that. And so I noticed that I needed to stretch. Guys, I cannot tell you because I do go to a lot of um, Eastern doctors as well as Western doctors. Stretching is just incredibly powerful and important. So now when I'm already on the floor and I finish Fejr and my Ethkar, it's a cue for me to do my stretching. I'm already there. As opposed to me going like, let me see when I can fit in my day when I'm going to do some stretching. No, guys. So when you're already in a position that will allow you to easily move into another position, that is the time. So that's the time where I'm already on the floor. I'll just extend my leg and I'll start to do my stretches and things like that. I just tell myself five minutes a day, it's better than nothing. I'll stand up, I'll do whatever. And that is something I do. So Fejr and Ethkar being finished is a cue for me that since I'm already there, I'm going to do that. Now, I 
incorporated that as a part of my health and it has changed immensely. I noticed the stress and the tension is less because those are able to get stretched out all my, you know, my legs, my arms and stuff before I start the day. And it's a nice quiet time because guess what? I do all this early in the morning. What time is it right now? It's after pleasure. My kids are asleep. The secret to having an amazing day, women, if you have kids, is do these things before your kids wake up. When you wake up with the kids, it becomes a mess. Mommy, mommy, I want breakfast. What about this? You spend the day jolting into serving everyone else. And if that's the way you start your day, you're starting waking up with the kids, that could be why you're stressed out right there. Just that alone. So, yeah, alhamdulillah, I do before. So anyway, so I, after I'm stretching, I'm getting up, I move into my beauty routine. Notice I'm not picking up my phone. I'm not doing any of that stuff because this is not, this is what's going to get you into like the stressed out mode. Nope, not even doing that. It's all about me right now and getting myself ready for my, for my day. And then I do my beauty routine. Like I told you, I'm just cleansing and stuff like that. And then I go and I um, put on the kettle to do some hot water. And I grab a lemon, organic lemons best because it, things will be released and stuff, right? I sl- get a couple slices, I put it in a hot mug, and I pour hot, hot water over it. And that's my cue to start Quran. While that is steeping and the lemon is coming out, maybe I'll put a dash of cayenne. That's my cayenne pepper. That is my, um, that's very good for like opening up your, your body because you have been sleeping. So hydrating. Now, I'm not going to drink it boiling hot. I'm just letting it steep. And then when it gets to like a room temperature-ish, that's when I'm going to drink it. But I just do that to get things released. And subhanAllah, that's my cue to go and to start my, my journaling and my Quran and such. So many people ask me what I do for Quran and journaling and so forth. So I'm going to tell you exactly right now, inshallah ta'ala. So I do a couple different things. So again, this has come from Ramadan over the years, incorporating things and figuring out that this is where the magic happens, guys. If Now, this is where we're transitioning. So, so far, I have taken care of my spiritual health first, obviously, my relationship with my husband. We are praying together every morning, subhanAllah. Or if we are not able to pray together, we're at least considering each other and waking each other up for salah. If you have that in your marriage, that makes a huge difference. The second thing is, we took care of that spiritual health aspect. Then I went and took care of my physical cleansing health, right? I did that, my stretching and my my uh, my face and whatever it is, like my teeth and my hair. And then now I feel refreshed. Alhamdulillah. Now I'm going to move into another thing for my body, which is the water. These things take minutes each guys but to do them consistently will have you in a better state in all kinds of ways right so i have that water steeping as i go to move towards my quran so i'm going to pick up the quran and i'm going to recite and review just like i do 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes i'm not going to tell you here i sit there for hours because that would be a lie because there's no way i could get all these things in when i have children and um you know it's just it's just the reality of life i want to be consistent If I can do more that day, I will. But I never pressure myself because then I know I might fall off and might not do it. And if people tell you that they do it consistently every day for hours, I think that's just nonsense. And I, I honestly would question. But so, you know, just just being um, consistent in a small way and allowing myself, if I feel compelled to read more, I will. But I will never try to do less, right? So I'm doing about like 20 minutes of review, recitation, memorization. Then I move into um, like journaling for a couple of minutes of the Quran. I will have an English copy, very, very great copy. A lot of people ask me which one I use. I use um, Oxford Quran. Um, the translation is from Abdul Halim. Abdul Halim, one of the best translations I have ever seen. Many scholars use this one because I have read English Quran in other translations. I have not found it. It was 10 bucks on Amazon, guys. It is worth it 100%. So anyway, I use this one. I pick an ayah too and I reflect on it 
And then I journal what it means to me just right there. And what I'm like, not, not in terms of tafsir, but like, what did I notice? SubhanAllah, Allah is so merciful in this ayah. I noticed this and this and this. And then last one, this is for mental health for women. For all you women that are struggling with having like, just, oh, I don't want to wake up today. It's horrible. My day is horrible. See, I feel good when I wake up because when I'm, what am I doing when I wake up? I'm having time alone with Allah, time with my husband, and time with myself. There's no stress involved in these things. These are beautiful moments. So waking up becomes nicer. But if I wake up being jolted up by phones ringing, children screaming, things I see, see, that's a whole different morning. And then guess what? Your day usually goes the way your morning started. I want you to start paying attention to your morning and see if that's happening to you. So anyway, alhamdulillah, the way I'm finishing up here is I'm journaling four points. And if you haven't already seen, go back. I have a podcast on it. I think I'm going to redo it because I want to make sure women really get this. There's a four-point journaling system I use. If you're on Thrive Muslima, I have a printout for you. Um, and subhanAllah, in my new emotions course that will about to be released, I'm going to show you exactly how I do it as well. But the first point I use is I see. The second one is um, I'm grateful for. I pivot to the positive. So I, I think or I feel. So I, I basically, the first point, I am just pouring my heart out. How do I feel today? I feel horrible. Oh my gosh, I didn't sleep last night. My child kept crying. I just let it out. Then, but the second part, I pivot to the positive and I said, but I'm grateful for, and then I start listing. And what most people don't know that gratitude and acknowledging what Allah does for you every morning totally changes the mindset of your entire day. Alhamdulillah. And Allah speaks about gratitude in the Quran many times and people don't realize it is directly connected to mental health and happiness. So alhamdulillah for that. And then so I go into something with visualization and I do, I, I don't want to repeat all that. I do it in my journaling. Like I said, I think it was like, might've been podcast number 30 something, but I go into it. All right. So then lastly, um, after I've journaled all that, I notice that it's going to get time soon where the kids are going to wake up. So at that point I decide whatever else I want to do with the, the bit of time that I have. Um, sometimes lately I'm reading books. I have amazing books that I'm reading. Alhamdulillah. I have one that I've been reading on marriage a lot. I've been sharing some of those things and even some of them I will be sharing in, um, in the marriage series as part of that. But yeah, alhamdulillah, get my reading in or if I have some dinner I want to prep sometimes I'm like thawing you know the meat at that time so then I can go about my day and that's getting taken care of or I'm gonna be like just pre-chopping something or wiping something and then my kids homeschool so I'm just getting stuff ready so that when they come down it's already there see guys if we put things out for our children the breakfast the books that they need the things before they come down you don't have that stress. What I women to understand is we have to create a morning routine. And my routine might not be what you need. You might need something else. But I want to tell you, having a consistent morning routine and being organized are the keys to productivity, less stress, positive energy, positive mood. Because we're often getting all snappy and getting all, oh, and we feel like not good. And I don't have time for me. And I'm overwhelmed. And, and that happens because we don't have a solid morning routine. I'm dead serious. If you look at some of the most successful people, they have the most amazing morning routines. Top CEOs, Fortune 5 companies. I mean, not that those things matter in dunya, you know, but the point is they they totally attribute it to priming their mind in the morning. And that's technically what I'm doing, right? So I hope that really helps. By the time my morning routine, the cue that is over is when my children wake up. I'm like, ding, now it's not my time anymore. Alhamdulillah. So I'm going to end up putting in my night routine. So I tell you how I deal with my kids and myself and my husband. 
probably in an upcoming podcast but i really hope this helped if you're not already part of the thrive muslim community please do join us we have a ton of support there just go to my website www.mindful-muslima.com and you can apply there to be part of our community and thank you guys so much for joining us i will talk to you in the next one have an amazing weekend assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh